Hello and welcome to Billiken Babble, presented by Scoops with Denny Mack. I am your host, Carter Chapley, and you can get all your Billiken coverage at scoopswithdannymack.com. After a heartbreaking loss to the Dayton Flyers this week, the Billikens are looking to rebound against the Fordham Rams as they come to Shepard's Arena on Saturday afternoon. And this is not the Fordham Rams of old. This is a 2-0 Fordham Rams who, while in the bottom half of the league for sure, are definitely no longer the cellar dwellers that they have been of recent years. This appears to be a much better team. And so we've brought on our new friend, Sam Basil. He's of A10 Talk and CollegeHoopsDigest.com. He covers the Fordham Rams for A10 Talk, and he's going to give us an in-depth preview of what to expect from those Fordham Rams. The Billikens need a win in a major way, and now's a good time to start. Before we do that, we got to learn about who we're playing. So let's get to Sam right now to learn all about the Fordham Rams. We now welcome on to Billiken Babble Samuel Basil. He covers the Fordham Rams for A10 Talk, and he covers the Atlantic 10 for CollegeHoopsDigest.com. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on. You know, great to talk A10 hoops and great to talk Fordham basketball. I think there's a lot of change going on in this program, so it's just really great to, you know, get on as many platforms as I can and just talk about the future of this program. Now, we're only in year one of what feels like a Fordham renaissance, but this new head coach, Kyle Neptune, feels like he's bringing something new to Rose Hill. Can you tell us about how things are going up there? Yeah. You know, like like you said, I mean, it's only year one. We're only probably six months in. I mean, you know, probably eight months into Kyle Neptune from when he was first announced last spring. But, you know, only about five to six months into Fordham actually playing basketball under Kyle Neptune. And already I think there's a huge change in the attitude and the energy around this team. The last coach, Jeff Neubauer, I think there were some years where Neubauer had some high points, you know, a couple good seasons, a couple years where they built a very strong defense. I believe in, in 2019, 2020, they were, uh, in terms of points allowed per game, they were top 10 in the country. The one complaint that a lot of people had during the Neubauer tenure was the offense just couldn't really, you know, figure out a way to get going, especially in the guard heavy Atlantic 10 that we've seen uh, over in the past decade. You know, a lot of people say that the Atlantic 10 talk has really been known for its guard play in the last couple of years. And that's something that Kyle Neptune has really brought to this program. You know, coming from Villanova under Jay Wright, Neptune has really adopted that Jay Wright style of four out, one in, where, you know, you've got four guards on the floor at one time. You know, great ball movement, just trying to find the best shots. They could be shooting the ball a little bit better. I think three-point shooting is probably one of the minor downsides to this Fordham offense. But overall, I think, you know, there's there's a lot to build on and there's a lot to be excited about for, for Rams fans this year. Sam, for so long, this Fordham team has kind of been the, the butt of the joke in the Atlantic 10. You know, you go online and you see Fordham's ranked too high when they're, when they're ranked last. Where has this renaissance come from? Is this a matter of Kyle Neptune bringing in some key recruits and making an impact that way? Or is this purely his coaching ability making an impact on young men? I think it's a mix of both. I mean, as you can see with this with this roster this year, there's probably only about three or four guys that were on last year's roster, that being Chuba Ohams, Jalen Cobb, Kyle Rose, and Albie Evans. And Jalen Cobb, obviously, this year is, is out with an injury. You know, Kyle Neptune has brought in a lot of guys, mostly uh, via transfer right now, guys like Darius Quisenberry, Antonio Day, who obviously uh, was just announced would be is going to be leaving the program effective uh, this Thursday, the 13th. But, you know, I think it's a mix of implementing this new this new game plan for Fordham and bringing in guys that really want to, you know, 
make a name for themselves and then make a new name for Fordham basketball and kind of change the identity of this, of this program. You mentioned Antonio Day has left the program. That is obviously a huge hit to what Fordham has been doing. But can you tell us about maybe who might step up in his wake? Who might be the next in line to capitalize on that opportunity? Yeah. So, of course, before I get into that, I mean, it's 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 obviously so important to say how much of a contributor Antonio Day was to this program so far this year. Obviously, on Wednesday in their uh, second conference game against Duquesne, he hit that game winner. He's he's led Fordham in scoring and assists. Uh, in, in points per game and assists per game so far this season. You know, he's just been a really important part of this offense so far and an important leader on this team. You know, they, they haven't been able to release a lot of details about what caused this move, what caused Antonio to leave the program. But obviously you hope for the best. You hope for that any personal problems he might be sorting out, he can he can figure out and hope that the team can kind of rally behind this change and, and continue on with this season. In terms of who could step up, it's it's a bit tough to say. I mean, there's a lot of really good guards on this Fordham team, but it's just really a matter of who's going to take that role. Of course, you've got guys like Josh Colon Navarro, who is also uh, a returning member from the New Bauer years on this team, a graduate guard. He's He's been really good. He's been coming off the bench a lot this season. Has not really been getting a lot of minutes uh, as he had under New Bauer, but he's really been a great role player so far, and he brings a lot of energy to this team. Anytime he's on the uh, Anytime he's on the floor, he's really set up for, you know, he can really make a great assist, and even get a great shot out of the corner. In terms of young guys, I think this would be a perfect time for Kyle Neptune to kind of get some more minutes out of some of the guys that might not be leaving uh, next year, you know, as a lot of the starting five are graduate students and juniors and seniors. So for that, I would look to guys like junior guard Cameron Cunningham and uh, freshman guard DJ Gordon. Cunningham has gotten a lot of minutes, uh, you know, kind of in the middle of the rotation so far this year. And while I do think he could improve in a lot of ways in his skill set, you know, he's still got a long way to go in terms of shooting and, and kind of refining his playmaking, but he brings a lot of energy to this form roster. Coach Neptune has kind of described him as a bit of a spark plug, and I can totally agree. I mean, he's always playing 100%. He's always making great plays, trying to set up screens, get involved in as many plays as the Fordham offense can do. So as long as he can step up in Day's absence, I think Fordham will be just as fine going forward. We're here with Sam Basil of A10 Talk and CollegeHoopsDigest.com. Sam, with this game being at Chaffetz Arena on Saturday, and we're very excited to see what the surging 2-0 Rams are doing, what is the ideal performance from Fordham in any particular game? What does excellent Fordham Ram basketball look like this year? I think excellent Fordham basketball just comes when uh, they stick to what they know. Fordham is a team that's really good at moving the ball. They're really good at, you know, strong defense. As we saw in their game against Duquesne, they've got guys that are maybe a two guard or, or, or playing the small forward position, and they're playing like centers. They've got three guys under the basket at all times. They're bringing pressure outside the perimeter. And, you know, they, they, they just have to press hard on defense because, as, as I've said before, you know, sometimes on offense, they set up good shots, but sometimes they just don't hit them. You know, I think it's just a matter of getting in the gym and, you know, shooting a thousand shots every day. Like you hear what Steph Curry and Clay Thompson do. And I think they'll get there. Offensively, I think it just comes with continuing to improve their transition offense. You know, I think it's something that they kind of struggled with a bit early on this year. Uh, you saw that against their game in Manhattan. I think they kind of let that game get away from them because Manhattan just really outplayed them in the transition game. But it's it's something that's really improved this year, especially with Chuba Ohams. I mean, he's really become an amazing all-around player. Usually he's playing the 4-5. And, you know, he, he can play anywhere on the court. He can shoot from the elbow. He can go in for an alley-oop dunk. 
or he can drive all the way from the top of the against St. Louis specifically. I think the biggest challenge is going to be managing St. Louis's size. Fordham as a whole, I think, has some pretty good big men, especially Chuba Ohams, and you've got guys like Abdus and Bila. But there were some times against Duquesne where I really felt like they really just could not handle Duquesne's size, especially in the paint. They obviously adjusted, but in the first half, Duquesne really gave Fordham some trouble. Specifically with Patrick Kelly, he's a great guy. He's a great player. He's a transfer from Penn State, and he's a great player. I think he can you know, have a huge impact on this team. I just can't really see him playing the five like Coach Neptune had him at, at several points in the game against Duquesne on Wednesday. I think he needs Ohams or Simbila on the court with him for him to really thrive. Overall, play at the pace that they want to play and don't get too frazzled when a team like St. Louis can go on a big run. And I think they'll be fine. They, they'll, they'll hold their own. Sam, this Fordham team has had some big wins this year. They're 2-0 in Atlantic 10 play. They've beaten Akron and Rice and played Miami really tight. Is it fair to say that this Fordham team is looking – you know, internally to get out of the bottom four this year. Yeah, and that I, I think that's I think that's a completely legitimate goal for Fordham this year. It's something that we at A10 Talk have been talking about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, as any of you who follow A10 Talk might know, Fordham's kind of struggled to get out of that bottom four in our power rankings every week. But I just think I just think it's inevitable that they'll get out of that. Uh, people have been talking about maybe Fordham. Uh, you know, getting a single buy in the Atlantic 10 tournament this year, getting out of that pillow fight. And as much as someone who maybe follows St. Louis thinks that's that's a bit of a low goal, as St. Louis has always been a team that can kind of compete for an A-10 championship every single year. I think in terms of after what we've seen with Fordham basketball for 30 years now, being in the Atlantic 10, I think that's a major step forward for this program, especially in the first year under Kyle Neptune. And, you know, Things can only go up from here. Uh, speaking towards the future, you know, especially with situation regarding Antonio Day, on Wednesday, Fordham fans might have noticed that Zach Riley, who is a freshman commit from Australia, has finally been able to join the team. He was a player from Australia who's had actual experience in the Australian NBL. You know, he committed to Fordham in August, but due to Australia's school year operating on a different time frame than in the United States, he has just been able to join the team in January. And there have been talks, you know, there have been talks amongst myself and some other people in, in Fordham basketball circles that maybe we could see him activated if Fordham needs another guard this year. But talking to coach Neptune on Wednesday about it, he said they might take their time to develop him, maybe redshirt him this year for his, for his true freshman year and just see where he fits into the program before they can get him out on the court, just develop his skill set to exactly where they want a Fordham guard skill set to be. So no matter what happens this year, I think with Coach Neptune, this program can only go up. And we've talked about it a lot. A better Fordham makes the Atlantic 10 as a whole more competitive and more successful long term. If we can pull these teams up from the perennial pillow fight, that makes the, the whole conference better. So I am very much in support of a competitive, successful Fordham Rams program up there in Brooklyn. Sam, can you tell us again where we can find you and how we can support the work you do? Yeah, so I mean, anytime Fordham Basketball is playing, you know I'll be on A10 Talks Twitter giving live updates. You can also follow me on my own Twitter at SamWan2878. Every Fordham game, I'll have a recap on A10Talk.com. And if you want to look for some great coverage out uh, with the A10 in general and some great College Hoops coverage in general, you can also find me on College Hoops Digest which is a subset blog of houseenterprise.com. Any, anywhere there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. Thank you. Uh, you know, hope, hope for a great game tomorrow. So I'll yeah. see you later.
Thank you so much to Sam Basil of A10 Talk and CollegeHoopsDigest.com for coming on and giving us that in-depth look of the Rams. This is a game the Billikens really need to win coming off of that disappointing rivalry loss at Dayton. It's a team that is now losing its best player going on the road to Chaffetz Arena and is, while improved, definitely still a bottom half of the league team. And these are the kind of wins you need to get to not only improve your record, but also to improve your confidence, to start working out some things that you're going to want to do against better teams. And Fordham being improved, that gives you the opportunity to get some real tough testing going. Kyle Neptune is proving to be a pretty good coach up there in New York. I'm interested to see what he brings to the table against a team like the Billikens and the rest of the Atlantic 10. Those two wins are not against amazing teams, but they're against okay teams. There's a lot going in Fordham's way, but now it's time for the Billikens to really step on their necks and get their next win. And this marks a really big stretch of games, the next 10 of which the Billikens are going to be betting favorites, the next 6 of which they're going to be significant betting favorites. That's going on the road and at home before the February 5th game against Dayton back at Chaffetz Arena, where you can try and get a little revenge and win back the Arch Baron Cup on your own home court. It's a big game for the Billikens players, an opportunity to get your mojo back, try and get back to what you were doing so successfully, and get another win Thank you for listening. Again, I am Carter Chapley of Billiken Babble, presented by Scoops with Danny Mack. You can get all your best Billiken coverage from Scoops from Danny Mack. Join us after the game on the Twitter spaces at Chapley Media to do the post-game show. I've been kind of operating it a little bit like a post-game radio call-in show. You can call in, tell me what you think about the Billikens game. I mean, you just kind of talk about what's going on in Billiken land, how you felt about the game, what you what you were disappointed by, what you liked, and we can just kind of learn about what we like about the Billikens. So until then, thank you for listening. Be good to each other. Roll bells.